Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I am your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris Shad. As always, he writes for us here at the Viking Age, Bring Me the News, and the zone cover, of course. All right, so the Viking season is over. We lost to the Giants yesterday in the playoffs. First round out of there. Didn't matter they were playing at home. Didn't matter that they won 13 games. Giants didn't care. They came in, took care of business, and the Vikings are they're done. The season is done. Got a lot of questions to answer. But first, before we get to that game, Chris, you know, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what are you going to remember most about um, this season? And you were at the game yesterday. Uh, did, did anything happen uh, at the game while you were there? Ludacris played at halftime. That was what <laughs> yeah. he meant. So it's that. super awkward now. Like guys I listen to in college, you know, there's like older guys like, yeah, I know this song. And I'm like, ah, this is, this is a little awkward. Didn't but, that T-Pain perform too? This, they, had, they had like Florida at and some T-Pain. Point. They've had like all mid 2000s like rappers. Young Gravy who's from uh, my hometown. That's Rochester. right. Okay. He's a little more recent. Okay. That's, yeah. That's- I've never heard a song of his, but I know he's from <laughs> Rochester apparently. <laughs> So there is that. Um, Yeah. uh, Well, one of the positives, this might be a new memory. I mean, nobody else will remember it. Maybe I I might not even remember it correctly either, but I invented a new injury. Uh, It's called the hang cushion. It's when you have a hangover and a concussion. And uh, it happens when you slip on a patch of ice and land straight on your head. Uh, Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. I actually don't have a concussion, but I was was kind of scared that I did, especially you know, yeah. driving around this morning and trying to get back as uh, the rest of Southwest Minnesota turned into an ice skating rink. Um, that was also terrifying. It, it, it was uh, it was quite the weekend getting over to Minneapolis. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this time of year up north, it's never uh, never a good time to drive, really, uh, regardless of whether it's snowing or not. So it's a good chance of there being ice somewhere. Uh, don't miss those days. It's been raining on and off here uh, in Southern California. I'm sure you've heard all about the wetness in California. And it's finally come down here. It rained like four inches yesterday. And I was like, geez. Um, but you know, that's what we have to deal with, rain. <laughs> it's really uh, scary stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I look back at this season and I, I, there's a lot of positives you can, you can name off or whatever. Um you know, you got the Bills game, you got the Colts game, you got like, like, you know, we've mentioned before, Kirk on the plane, you know, be- beating the Packers to open the season, um, the Jared Allen ring of honor induction. There's a lot of things to look back on fondly. Um, and it was, you know, an enjoyable season. They, they won 13 games, so they only had four losses. Um, but, but Sunday's loss puts a bad taste in your mouth. And um, it's fair to not be happy with how the season turned out because of, Sunday. The playoffs are what matters. It doesn't matter how many games you win during the season. Uh, it doesn't matter what your point differential is during the season. The playoffs matter. And for the Giants, uh, they mattered more than it did for the Vikings. So now the Vikings get to go home. They get to go to ownership and be like, hey, we did what you want to do. Maybe now let us do what we want to do and see if we can figure this thing out. So, um, you know, speaking of kind of ownership and and decisions that were made before the season do you knowing how the season ended would you do that again i guess next season or would you or i guess you go back would you do it again knowing what happened or would you do more what the bears did and kind of unload everything and tank i think it was tanking like honestly you are in the same spot that you were 
at this time a year ago. You basically just spun in place. Now, the Vikings had gone on and won the Super Bowl and everything happened. That's fine. This team was basically the same team it was a year ago, just with a couple more big plays and a couple extra wins. Their points for and points against are pretty much identical yeah. to what they are a year yeah. were a year ago. I think their point differential was also the same. Like it's just one's 13 and four. The other is nine and eight. So, and you brought back all of these veterans, some of them on bigger contracts than they had before to go and lose in the first round of the playoffs. There is nothing that has changed. And now you're probably in a worse situation because you just burned a year while Chicago reset everything at their tank year. Now they have the number one pick. They have a shitload of cap space. I'll try not to swear today, by the way. I, I'm sorry, but I know um, <laughs> some people listen to this while they have kids and whatever. So I, I will try my best. But they have, they have a crap load of cap space right now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they, they have a ridiculous amount of cap space. Yep. And, you know, honestly, looking at them, if they think Bryce Young is anywhere similar to Justin Fields, I'm taking Bryce Young and I'm trading Justin Fields for like a second rounder or whatever, because I, that rookie contract, man, get four years, of that rookie deal, load up your roster and go build a house. That's exactly what the bears are doing. The lions are doing it a little bit differently. They got Jared Goff, but they have a couple of first round picks. I think one is in the top 10 because it's the Rams first round pick. They could draft and someone this year. Yeah, I mean, they'll get two more impact players to add to a homegrown team. And Dan Campbell, I I don't know about his sanity level, but he seems to be a decent football coach. It it, Like the rest of the NFC, even the Packers are like, dude, we can't do this anymore. Like we need to rebuild. Like we need to do that. They could get a couple of picks for Aaron Rodgers from the Jets, a team that has draft capital and is basically one player away. Like it, it just feels like the Vikings spun knowing the result, because I mean, you can go back at any point during the season and be like, the future is bright. The future is bright. And it looked to be bright, but knowing what it is now, they reverted to the team that was 500 for the past couple of years and just didn't do it. I mean, look at it yesterday. Look at Kirk Cousins, fourth and eight. You have three options downfield. And I know they were all shaky throws. Kevin O'Connell's play call could have been better in that situation. Kirk Warner has a great, uh, excuse me, Kurt Warner has a great breakdown of that play uh, on his Twitter page. So you should go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. But I, I mean, you know, throw it up. Like, honestly, what do you have to lose at that point? You're doing the same thing if you check it down to TJ Hawkinson. That's the same thing we've had. You know, he goes all the way back to Michigan State and Notre Dame where, you know, Notre Dame student section was chanting at him and he threw a game-changing interception and destroyed his whole life. That's like the beginning of his book. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, you know, Harrison Smith just standing in the back, you know, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage, and you're paying him what, $12 million? Like, you are paying premier prices for these players to do nothing. And part of that is the coaching, which we'll get to in a little bit, I'm sure. But part of it is just you trying to hang on to 2017 for dear life. And it was five years ago. It's six years. Yeah, it was five years ago. That, that's how long the miracle was. Just trying to hold on that feeling, trying to squeeze something out of Eric Kendrick, who ran around, he had freaking cinder blocks on his feet yesterday was he jogging yesterday it it just you how long do you want to do this how long do you want to spin in place because everybody else is moving forward and the vikings are just content to well you know we are super competitive and whatever you you were not super competitive yesterday like you you got ran off the damn field yep so by uh an 
offense that not that good. You know, they made they made plays, but they made plays against the, the Giants, not the Giants, the Vikings defense, which makes, you know, you know, Mike White had over 300 yards passing. Mac Jones had over 400 yards passing, like you name it. And uh, they, they, they make you look like a Hall of Famer out there pretty much this year. I think this this game, the result is a good uh, it's like good evidence to bring to ownership and be like, look, listen, you know, we know you wanted to keep guys around. We did that. But you brought us in to fix things. And if you want us to fix things, you know, you need to let us do things our way. And that means parting ways with some some fan favorites. And I'm not I'm not even like pointing directly at Kirk Cousins because I'm I'm smart enough to know that he's probably back next year. Uh, that's there's a very good chance, especially because he has a no trade clause. So if they try to trade him, he's he can shut it down no matter what. Um but if your defense is going to be that bad with all those players, go young. Let your young players get reps, you know, load up the offense, try and score as many points as possible. If you're going to be bad on defense, at least have guys, you know, get experience and then be able to have another year where they can come back and, and be better. Don't have guys like Eric Kendricks back there, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Smith, you know, Patrick Peterson played well this year, but you shouldn't be you shouldn't be bringing him back. You got a Caleb Evans, you got Andrew Booth Jr., you got Duke Shelley you can bring back. Um, you know, stay young on defense. I think that's got to be a big influence or a big, uh, you know, decision this this offseason where they need to be young on on defense and they're too old. You know, even Daniel Hunter, like I, I don't think anyone is safe on the defensive side of the ball and they shouldn't be because they were terrible with all those guys out there. Like, I don't care if you're like Daniel Hunter is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. It didn't matter. It didn't yeah. matter. Zaria Smith, he's great. It doesn't matter. It, it didn't matter. They couldn't stop anybody. So if you're not going to be able to stop anybody, you might as well g- give some guys some reps who can actually use them and turn them into something better in the future. Instead of paying guys more than you should, you know, use that other money to invest in the offensive side of the ball. And the one thing that, you know, I, I mentioned it several times on the show, like I wish Bill Guerin ran the Vikings right now. Yeah. It's like for those of you who don't speak hockey, the Minnesota Wild were in this same damn situation where they kept running back the same core year after year after year, just hoping they would click. And it never happened. So then Bill Guerin went one year, showed ownership and did exactly what you're talking about, said went to Craig Leopold and like, we can't do this. We can't do this anymore. I need to do, I need to do my thing in order for this to work. Next thing you know, Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter are gone. There's a whole new guard in the locker room. The culture changes automatically with that. And this team, that team's going to be in salary cap hell because of those contracts uh, that Chuck Fletcher doled out. What was it like 10 years ago at this point? But I mean, they're building towards a better future. Like once they're out of cap hell, they're going to go out. They're going to get free agents that can make an impact right away. And they have a system in place with young talent. I think the Vikings young talent is pretty solid right now. I, I mean, you have a lot of game-changing talent at cornerstone positions. Christian Derisoff, franchise left tackle. Yep. Brian O'Neill, franchise right tackle. Yep. Um, you have Justin Jefferson, franchise wide receiver. Uh, edge rusher, you need to work on that a little bit. But, I mean, there's a start. There are nice things. Again, I feel like this is like Groundhog Day. This is the same stuff we were talking about one year ago. And now they're in a worse position than they were a year ago. So the rest of the division is better. So that's yeah. what frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, a lot of people, I don't like to talk about draft position because I feel like there's been so many instances where 
the Vikings and, and other other teams have been able to come up with with good picks later in the later rounds. But obviously, your chances are better of getting a good player if if you go higher. And sometimes they can be bad, like you know Zach Wilson and and a couple of those guys that just don't pan out. Um, just even if they are drafted high. But yeah, they need to they they got they cannot bring people back that have been coming. You know, they've been there for years. Like Adam Thielen's last thousand yard season was 2018. That's five years ago, six years ago. Um, like it's over. He's he's not he's not that guy. He's he's got a twenty million dollar cap hit next year. No, no. Either that has to be reduced if he wants to stick around, or just say see ya. Like that's stuff that has to be made. And I know ownership's going to be like, oh, I don't know. He's like he's a, he's a, he's our favorite, and we can't we can't let him go. And it's like there's going to be other guys. Like there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be other players. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I need to talk about this. I need to get my two cents out here because that's it. You know, and you know what? Adam Thielen, great career, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he will be a ring of honor guy probably when it's all said and done. I think so. But yeah. this is so similar to Kyle Rudolph and how oh, yeah. that ended oh, yeah. towards the end. Because remember when he showed up with that hoodie that said, got a lot of game left or whatever <laughs> it was? Like Adam Thielen went on PA this morning and said, I still got a lot of football in me or something uh, okay. similar like that. Okay. And, and like okay. the other thing is too. And I mean, you know what, if I'm Adam Thielen or any football player, I am trying to cash in as much as I can because yeah. you don't know when you're going to have a season like Adam just did and the gravy train stops. Right. And it wasn't I mean, terrible. I think he still had like 70 catches for 700 yards and right. Six, but that's not, that's not worth 20 million. No, no. And, and I mean, they're going to sit down on the bargaining table and I don't know, is, is he is like, I'm from Minnesota, like a bargaining chip or the owners love me or whatever. Like, you know, you can't okay, I'm going to tread carefully because I know yeah. people get upset when we do this, but Adam Thielen's wife posted an Instagram post oh, yeah. basically saying goodbye to Minnesota. And that, you know, if we're talking about wild stuff, that is straight Kelly Talbot energy. And again, if you don't follow <laughs> hockey, here's what happened. Cam Talbot gets benched in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year for Marc-Andre Fleury. Kelly Talbot goes on Instagram once the series is over, just like, peace out, Minnesota, whatever. And the dude still got a year left on his contract. <laughs> so Bill Guerin sees this, and he's just like, what the hell? So he winds up trading him to Ottawa. Like, that, you know, it, these are the uncomfortable situations the Vikings have to have. They, yeah. they avoided it long enough. They took their one run with a different coach who was all smiley and nice and full of positive energy and had the same speech over and over as a post game or whatever. So many game balls. Yeah. So, so many games. Hey, at least they have their game balls this year. You know, like they, well, we didn't do anything, but I got like six game balls last year. Maybe that'll be a contract thing. Adam Thielen will try to do just be like, look at how many game balls I got last year, man. I, I got like 10 of them sitting on my mantle. I was something to the team. My, uh, my dad just texted me. He said, Man of the year for uh, man of the year is, is man of the year code word for like contract. Dispute? I get, like, I get a bonus, just, right? I get a bonus. Cause I was, I get a bonus. Uh, I I'm from oh, Minnesota. I'm the man of the yeah. year. Uh, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to poke fun to his, his charitable uh, endeavor. No, 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 absolutely. It's, it's cool. He's great. I mean, great that he does that, but yeah, <laughs> but it's time. It's time. It's, it's time to move on. Um, whether he keeps playing or not, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if he was like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I know he's really into golf. Maybe he's like, I'm going to move down to Florida and become like a pro golfer. He did say he's a hundred percent playing this morning though. Okay. 
Okay. So, well, if someone has to sign him, if he gets book. if he gets released, someone has to sign him. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Which is Kyle Rudolph was like, I'm and playing if, too, and it's like, and if he and if cool. Thielen wants to take a pay cut and stay, I'm totally cool with it. I mean, if yeah, but, but I mean, you can't pay him twenty million dollars. You just can't do it. But then he can't. He also can't be the number two guy. Like, yeah, is he going to be able to come back and and not be that? He's got to realize that, that too. Yeah, he's got. He can't be crying on the sidelines that he's not getting the ball because you know that was happening. Like, and he had four or five targets in the fourth quarter against the Giants. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson had zero. Right. Uh, that is inexcusable. I don't care if Justin Jefferson has four people on him. That is a better chance of making a play than if you throw it to Adam Thielen. So I can think of one target he should have had, but okay, <laughs> just one. Yeah, just um, one. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's just they, they got to make some, you know, they are quote unquote tough decisions, but they're decisions that probably should have been made a year ago. And I think, I honestly think that Quisi Adolfo Mensa wanted to make some of these decisions last year, but ownership was just like, nah, we're just gonna, we think it was just Mike Zimmer. It was all his fault. So we're going to see if we can roll ahead with this, you know, this regime. And, um, uh, they didn't do any better. They didn't, they didn't win any more playoff games than Mike Zimmer did during his tenure. Um, so it's just, it's just a ground, like you said, Groundhog's Day all over again with this, this team, these players, like we just need something different, something different to root for, whether that's the quarterback. I will say this about Kirk Cousins. I just think it's time to start to put a plan in place to, to move on from him. Like I said, I I already think he's going to be back next season Mm -hmm. and whether you bring in someone new in the draft or free agency or trade someone, uh, this year or, or in 2024, like you got to start setting, you know things in place for that to happen because he's going to be 35 next year um the only two quarterbacks to lead their team to a super bowl since 2011 who were 35 or older tom brady and peyton manning i'm sorry kirk cousins is not tom brady or peyton manning uh, those are the only two quarterbacks that have been able to do that so like history says now's the time to you know get things moving um uh, you know do not give him an extension do not give him more money um, unless he's like, I'm gonna sign the five year extension, waive my no trade clause, and you know, give you a lot, guy lots lots of cap space. But he's not gonna do that. And, so. and even then, do you want to do that? Yeah. Do you want to lock yourself into age 39, Kirk Cousins? Like his season no. would be a lot more encouraging if he was 25 years old. Like, yeah, take great steps in the locker room. He kind of showed more trust in Justin Jefferson. He's been in the league for 11 else. years. Exactly. This is this is who he is. And again, on that fourth and eight play. Kirko, not Kirko, like the real Kirk came yeah. out. Just, I'm going to check it down. I, and, I can't throw a pick. And I know his numbers were good yesterday. He played well. He had a good PFF grade. But this is like the story of his whole career where, like, right. he's got great stat. Like, that's, I've seen a lot of people be like, look at these numbers. Look at his stats. Look, at, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care if he throws 30 interceptions. If he can't win in the playoffs, like, it doesn't matter what his numbers are. It, it it means nothing. Like, and we were all excited this year because his numbers were kind of down, but they were winning. That's what we wanted. That's all we wanted the whole time. Like, just just don't carry care at all. Like, if you're gonna this play could be picked. Like, that's what he said about the the last plays. Like, uh, I didn't like the look I had with Justin. Je- it's Justin Jefferson. I'm, I'm not comfortable <laughs> throwing to Justin Jefferson. On what planet does that make Come sense? On. Yes. Like, like he would have, he would have so much less, you know, people harping on him today if he just threw to Justin Jefferson, and even if it was incomplete, people would have been like, okay, whatever. He threw it past the sticks. He was trying to get it to Jefferson, his best player. Okay, 
they lost. Whatever. Kirk Cousins can't win the playoffs. Fine. That's great. You still get that narrative. But now it's just like same old Kirk Cousins. He checked down on fourth and eight, like fourth in the season. And he checked down. Yes. And like he 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 played so much better this year, so much with Kevin O'Connell. And he and another year in the offense will probably play well again next year. But you have to start thinking about the future. Like you have to start putting those pieces in place to uh get ready for the future. All right. Let's just talk about some things from yesterday. They lost to the Giants. We talked about that. 31, 24. They're only one score loss of the season. Uh terrible timing for that. Uh Maybe don't do that in the winner go home situation. Um, the defense was terrible. It's been terrible all season long. That was probably the biggest reason why they lost yesterday. They couldn't stop anything at all. Ed Dontel, the guy that's been in charge of that. A lot of people are assuming he's gone, but you never know. Um, how would your opinion change of Kevin O'Connell if he kept Ed Dontel around as the defensive coordinator for next season? I don't, I don't even know. I, I know that uh, PA was also on this morning kind of – he didn't say Ed Donatel by name, but he was kind of hinting, you know, not really his fault. And and also there's kind of a rumblings that I heard that Mike Patton's the one who's actually been running the defense and oh, no. Ed Donatel's been the fall guy. So, yeah. okay. They get rid of them both. My biggest, yes. My <laughs> biggest problem is that they did not play to their players' strengths. They played to Zarius Smith's strength. Like that, that was the one player that they utilized properly this yeah. season. But yeah. like Harrison Smith, like that dude looked like he was going to fight every reporter in that room after the game. He was furious and he should be because yeah. they're not, they're having him stand back, play cover two, and he's never coming in. Brett Coleman, a uh, YouTuber, does a lot yep. of great yep. NFL videos. He did a great breakdown on what happened with the Vikings defense and why they're having had so many issues. Yeah. A, they're predictable. B, they don't put their players in good spots. Like Daniel Hunter, that's another, you know, feather. Drop in the into cap. coverage on third and one. Great idea right. with Daniel Hunter. Right. <laughs> Have him get after the quarterback. And that that's another thing. It's just like, why are you trying to fit square pegs in around holes? Yeah. Like that, that's another reason you should probably just trade him if you're gonna keep doing this. Excuse me. Like it it just make it make sense. Make it make sense. That's yeah. all I'm asking. And, well, and, and, and you yeah. also have the guy who's like got the, you know, Ed Donatel looks like he's ready for the early bird dinner. Like he's just kind of <laughs> like, I don't know, guys, it's a ski. You're going to like the way we play defense. Did no. we? Did we really? Just talking to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just, when you make Daniel Jones, I I, I can't remember what it was. I, I got to look it up. Somebody sent me this via text. But Daniel Jones had... He became like Give the first quarterback second. to do something like yep. rushing and, uh, and passing. Let's see. Jones became the first quarterback in NFL history to have 300 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and at least 70 rushing yards in a playoff game. Daniel Jones should send Ed Donatel. <laughs> if he gets a contract from the yeah, Giants, right? he should send him a fruit basket yeah. every year until he croaks because <laughs> – like he just made millions of dollars off that start of Ed Donatel. Play it back, guys. Can't have anybody. Like they had an 11 minute drive. 11 minutes. Hey, they only got a field goal, though. I point, points <laughs> in the yard. Your offense can't score if it doesn't have the damn ball. Bend, bend don't break. Bend don't break. Just bend, <sighs> bend, bend, bend a whole lot. But it like, broke yesterday. So, like, good God. Like, I think they have to make, they have to make a change. Like, yeah. it, it, it makes no sense to sit there and just try and make it work. And I know, you know, maybe in hindsight, you can him after the Detroit game and just say, Ed, this, this isn't working, but 
We're trying to be the anti-Zimmer and the nice and, you know, we love everybody and collaboration and all that stuff. It's like, no, dude, win games, figure out ways to win. And Ed Donatello is not giving you a way to win. Of course, you got to replace him. There's probably a lot of options. I think they're waiting on Brandon Staley. That is what I have heard. Um, Sounds like he's coming back. Sounds like he's yeah. staying in. Well, Dean Spanos doesn't want to pay out his contract because he's one of the cheapest owners in all sports. Oh, I live in San Diego. I know all about Dean Spanos. Do you know know (laughs) the uh, relocation clause in the player's contract? You've heard that story, right? No. So when they moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, there was a provision in each player's contract that if they made the move and they moved the practice facility by like 100 miles, they would uh, get like some kind of relocation bonus you know, help him out. Yeah. You want to know how far uh, Spanos built the facility from the old one? 101 miles. 98.9 miles. <laughs> Just- yeah. That sounds, sounds about right. Uh, you should have seen the, the stadium that, you know, I got here in like 20, when did I, 2017, 20, when was the miracle? I was here for the miracle. 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was probably the summer before then, maybe 2016. Um, I got here and the stadium was just garbage. Um, they used there was Super Bowls played in that old Charger Stadium, and you wouldn't think it going in there with like they had TVs from like the 80s in there as their the jumbotron is from the 70s. Like they didn't do anything to that stadium. They wanted a new stadium. They didn't want to pay for it, um, so they didn't get what they wanted. And they went to LA. Um, California is remarkable for like not like i go to a game here at us bank stadium or like target field and it's super clean and everything you go to a stadium in california it's like there's like i, I don't care like i went to oh uh, petco petco is awesome petco like, is good there are exceptions i'm not saying there aren't exceptions <laughs> i'm sure like, what's the rams stadium now that's that's pretty nice so, so far that's yeah exquisite but yeah like the oakland, oakland a's college right, right, right. like where the, the raiders used to play like yeah. we went to a a's game and we sat down and <laughs> somebody like so first of all the seat was like tilted like this it was like kitty corner <laughs> and like somebody had ripped off the uh like yeah. armrest which yeah. i assume somebody probably yeah. used it like a shank during a raiders <laughs> game or something sure. and uh you know just tried to like stick an opposing fan or something yeah. but yeah um yeah it's quite remarkable or well, yeah you got, about defense. you got that you got dodger stadium that's yeah. kind of run down too you had uh old candlestick that wasn't that great um but yeah they're getting, they're getting better they just built the san diego state new stadium out here too so they're, they're they're moving on up um who do you think deserves the second most blame for sunday's game behind behind donatel kevin o'connell yeah. Okay. That play calling. Oh, not Kirk. You didn't want to bash Kirk. Come on, it's your perfect opportunity. Oh, I've ar- I've already bashed Kirk, and I, <laughs> I think Kirk played well for about ninety well. percent of that game until he the did. last two drives when he, he checked down and went blue screen of death. Like you know, it, it just third and one. Third. Mm-hmm. Let, let's not even like put like si- game situation or whatever. It's third and one. I got an idea. Let's throw it to Kirk Cousins. I'll throw him off. What? In what? <laughs> In what freaking world does that make sense? Again, yeah. it like, you know, it, it's just like he can't help himself. He, he tries to galaxy brains like, oh, I'm this offensive genius. You know what would have been, really been a good idea? Handing it to Dalvin Cook and having him run up the middle. Which, QB by the sneak would have been fine. Th- yes. I mean, <laughs> speaking of what, Dalvin Cook's another veteran that will probably uh, be a yeah. focal point of discussion this offseason. Yeah. But it just, I, 
why? Why half the thing? Even like the last uh, second to last drive, they have the three and out. They go back to back screens. It's like you yeah, need points. Like stop getting cute. Throw it down the field. Maybe that yeah. was it. Kirk was, was just programmed with the screens. He's like, oh, you were doing this. Okay. You can go but, to pretty much every loss that the Vikings had this year, and Kevin O'Connell made a handful of mistakes, questionable calls. Where you're like, all right, I can. This this guy's a rookie head coach, and it, and it came through. There were other times where he made awesome play calls. Um, and I think he made more awesome play calls than he did bad play calls. So that's something to, good to look forward to going ahead and in the future. But yeah, he made some like, yeah, two screens on the, the second last drive when screens have been terrible for them all year long. Um, that fourth and eight play, like, why do you even give Kirk the option to throw to Hawkinson short of the sticks? No one should have ran short of the stick. Um, and if they did, it should have been one yard and you should, so you could fall backwards and get the first down. Um, but you know, that, that wasn't a play call. Uh, it's just it, sometimes, yeah, like you said, it's, he seems to like outsmart himself. He's a smart guy. Um, he's, I think he's a good play caller for the most part, but sometimes these guys think like, oh, this will, this will like throw him off. I'll throw it to the quarterback who runs like a five, five 40 and, uh, they, they won't see it coming. And then the giants were like, okay, what? cool. <laughs> We'll just catch up to him and make sure he doesn't go anywhere because he's Kirk Cousins. Um, like if that was the Giants and they threw to Daniel Jones, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a great decision because Daniel Jones yeah. is an underrated uh, scrambler. Um, not even underrated. He's good. He's a good scrambler. Um, but yeah, that was that was weird. And yeah, I think third to blame. Um, probably got to go Kirk Cousins, even though he played well. Yeah. Like just that one play, really. And he's, you know. I know the Giants defense puts bracket coverage or whatever on Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is pretty much the guy who decides whether to take Justin Jefferson out of the game or not. Like you can throw to him when he's covered. He's probably going to, you know, 50, 50, maybe, maybe not. It could be more than that with Justin Jefferson. It, it should be more than that. Like don't take him out of the game. He's your best player. Don't have, don't not throw to him in the fourth quarter. Come on. Right. Like this, your season's on the line. Don't, I know TJ Hawkinson has been super reliable and he, and he played well yesterday too. But Justin Jefferson is an all-world player, once-in-a-generation type of player. And you're just like, nah, I'm going to f- try and find Thielen and K.J. Osborne and but Hawkinson. I, but that's what you're supposed to do if you're Kirk Cousins. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, if you are if you force-feed it into cover, like, that's it's what risky. happened in Philadelphia. I know it's risky. You got to take a risk every once in a while because he's Justin Jefferson, right? And he should have had a touchdown, uh, although there were some weird, like, like there were some expediter reviews where it's like Vikings got a first down. <laughs> no, they didn't. New York. Oh yeah, said no. because yeah. And then yeah. the I think false start it... that was weird in the stadium too because I thought it was a false start and the play was dead. And then all of a sudden, like they're lined up for the extra point. I'm like, what? But oh yeah, I forgot all about yeah. that. That there, that's that stuff. <laughs> that stuff bothers me so much. Like those, you can be penalized for moving a centimeter on the offensive line and it, it, it can change the game, but like how much of an impact does that really have on the outcome of a play? If, if, if Derisaw moves half an inch, like, right. I know it's a game of inches or whatever. And like little things matter. And I'm, and that I'm not, does not matter. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not blaming the officials. Like I, I'm not saying no, that they was, were the reason I, the Vikings was lost. Lot, they were fine. Like, they were just, they were just, a couple of weird things where it was just like, huh? it was weird, but like, I think it's because it was like really the only game that was being played. New York could yeah. put all their focus into there and they could just be like, boom, 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 boom. Like, cause there were a couple of times where the announcing you were, you were watching it 
or you weren't watching it, you were watching it live, so you didn't have mm-hmm. the announce team no listening to them. And there were a couple of times we're like, oh, is he going to challenge this? I think he's going to challenge it. I think he's going to challenge it. And then the refs were like, after discussion, yeah. we figured it out. And it's like, oh, because New York is in your ear. And they're like, yeah, he didn't catch it. So it's like, because if, if there were six other games going on, yeah, you probably would have to challenge it. But because it was the only game going on, I, I think they were able to put all their focus in and, and do that. I kind of like that better. Like, yeah. And it, cause it was quick. It wasn't like they're like, we need to review this. It's going to take 10 minutes. It was like pretty boom, boom, boom process. So I, I didn't have too much of a problem with that. I, I, I like that actually. So, um, last question about the, this game. Are the Giants good? No, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. I mean, I, they have some good players, but no. Got a good I, coach. Good coach. They have a very good coach, but. I say no. I mean, they're, they're going to get black. If they if they go into Philadelphia and they beat the Eagles, I will eat my words. But I could see them doing that. It's and I could see rival. that happening, too. But yeah. I, I mean, I just don't think I don't think they're good. I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that might be sour grapes. But I mean, Daniel Jones isn't as good as he looked yesterday. That yeah. Ed Donatel defense. Just keep playing back. I mean, it, Isaiah it, it Hodges, just was, he's, he's a fight. future, you know, all pro. I don't think it's I don't think the Giants won the game yesterday. The Vikings okay. lost it. Like that's the way I see the game playing out because they made so many dumb decisions. They played that uh, lackadaisical defense for for a bad term. It just no turnovers. Yeah, yeah, but that's I, what they banked on all year. What did I tell you? The Vikings will lose if what happens. And I said they don't, they get, don't get any turnovers. No. Lose, that's what they've been. Or you're playing ten on. yards back. Like it's hard to get a turnover. <laughs> yeah. They're open from the snap. All right, real quick before we get out of here, let's. Do a, a quick look at the 2023 offseason since it starts now uh, for the Vikings. Um, you know, just in your opinion, off the top of your head, who are some players, coaches, whatever, who's got to go? Uh, well, obviously, Ed Donatel, because we've talked about that a little bit. Yep. Um, I was trying to figure something out. No, that's fine. Um, Ed Donatel uh, definitely needs to go. Um, like, I mean, Kendrick. absolutely has to go. I think Eric Kendricks. I and again, another guy great in the community, great in the locker room, locker room leader. But it, it's time. Oh, like, well, I'll tell you why he's got to go. He, he frees up nine and a half million if you if you that could. too. There you go. That too. <laughs> um, I think Daniel Hunter is gone. Um, uh, I think he's getting. I could see him staying, but his contract. I mean, they, they need draft picks, man. They would have they to have trade four him. Four draft picks. If they could so trade I, him. Yeah. They could do that. Uh, and uh, I think the Bears got a second and a six for Khalil Mack. So maybe you yeah. get something a little more for Hunter since he's 29. This is going to be like his last. Con- I mean, Daniel, they need to figure out something with him because he sits down and goes, I want Joey Bosa money. You go, can't do it. Can't yeah. do it because you don't have any cap room. So yeah. that that's the thing. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's got to go too. Like, yeah. I, I think I think it's over there. Um, he was one of the worst running backs in terms of success rate this year. Um, I don't think he was like the absolute worst, but he was pretty bad where, you know, it's just boom or bust. He doesn't have that explosiveness that made him such a good back. Again, another player, maybe you, you know, discuss him as a potential ring of honor guy in a couple of years. But I mean, he also only had four straight thousand yard seasons. So I, I don't he's know. like, I, I think he's third or no. Yeah. He's like the fourth running back to do to rush for. Uh, for to have four thousand, it's like Peterson, Foreman, Robert Smith, and Devil Cook. That's good company. Um, hey, AP was at the game yesterday, by the way. He was. Is that a sign that he's Huge. finally giving up 
uh, his NFL dreams of playing until he's what fifty or whatever. Yeah, he maybe him. huge Let's pop see. though. Oh, huge yeah. pop. Oh yeah, then we, we knew that was coming. Um, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the focus has to be on the defense side of the ball. I think Kendrick's got to be gone. Jordan Hicks got to be gone. Uh, Delvin Tomlinson is a free agent. He's getting older. I think you bring him back if you can figure it out. Uh, I just I just want to go young. They, they don't have a lot of money, and I think you need to figure out other ways to use that besides a, a defensive tackle because they're already spending money on Harrison Phillips too. Um, I wouldn't bring back yeah, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I wouldn't bring back Patrick Peterson. I know he played well. But you got Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth, uh, Duke Shelley, Cameron Dantzler even. Um, Harrison Smith, maybe, if you can think. Like, he wasn't terrible, but you could tell that he regressed this year. Um, he didn't regress as much as a Thielen or a Kendricks, but yeah. Um, I think Zedaria Smith is an interesting one because he started off so well and then did nothing the second half of the year. And I know he was dealing with an injury or whatever, but that's, that's an interesting one to maybe take a look at because I think... They might be able to get out of his deal sooner than later. Uh, Irv Smith's a free agent. Don't bring him back because um, no. he can't catch. Um, Alexander Madison's a free agent. Don't bring him back. Uh, Garrett Bradbury is an interesting one. If they can bring him back for like on a two-year deal, like some reasonable, yeah, yeah. I, he made good strides this year, and he's still young enough where I feel like you could salvage his his career. Adam Thielen, see ya. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is one where maybe you can maybe pull some strings with his contract and and maybe move it kind of like an Anthony Barr situation where like you make the decision to happen next year and not this year. Cause I think he can still help that offense a little bit. Um, mm. And a downtown. And I would look at the, whoever the defensive backs coach is Cause what <laughs> they, they weren't that didn't, like, that didn't turn out too well. This no, year, yeah. Like they, they weren't, they weren't that good. Um, so they got a, some, some serious decisions to make. Uh, so I think a lot of fan favorites will probably, uh, be gone. They should be gone. If not, I'm not going to be too thrilled. Like, and this isn't like a knock on any of those guys either. I want to make that clear. Like, it's just time. It's part of football. It's a business. Like, you got to do what's best for your team. It's not, not about like making everyone happy. Cause if you do that, then nothing good is really going to come out of it. Um, Kirk Cousins. I kind of mentioned this before with my opinion, but what do we do with him? Do you extend him or do you begin the exit process by either drafting, trading for a younger QB with more upside? Um, Trey Lance. Nah, I, I don't know. Um, you don't this, have this year or next year. Yeah, I know. He, well, well the, the, Ram, like, the Rams didn't, and they traded everything away. But but Quasi doesn't want to go full Rams. Here, said that right. And you don't want to deal like your twenty. I mean, if you're a team in that situation too, do you really want like a twenty twenty seven first round pick or whatever? Like, right. no. Right. Like, right. you might not be there in twenty twenty seven if you're if you have like a top say, five pick. I say Trey Lance because I think. I don't know if it would take a first round pick to get him. I know they don't have their second round because they gave it for Hawkinson, but like he's a Minnesota kid, so he's still young and upside. And I feel like he's going to be the next Adam Thielen, like Trey Lance well, he's from Minnesota, man. I, I don't know. Like if he get with O'Connell, I feel like he would put him in better situations than Shanahan would, where Shanahan would just kind of put him out to dry. Like I know he's a scrambling yeah. quarterback, but he's got a good arm too. And I think yeah. would put him in, in better situations. So I feel like that's something to watch because if you're the Niners, why would you not go with Brock Purdy? He is so cheap. Yeah. So cheap. So I don't even know. if he sucks next year, you just say, okay, then you trade for one the following year. So you don't, you wouldn't extend Kirk either. I think they will though. I, they're terrified. Long? They're one year, another, another one year, year for, the another, same thing they did last year. Just, but you got to get rid of, the- of being, you Without gotta get rid of the no trade clause. You gotta get rid of that. Right. If he wants, if he wants an extension, you gotta get rid of that. Yeah, that can't happen again. But I, I think they'll, 
I think they'll cite him, you know, being a locker room leader and all that stuff. And oh boy, like I would love it if they traded up for Anthony Richardson and just developed him behind Kirk for a year and let him go in 2020. Like same thing they did with Dante because Anthony Richardson is a house and he's got a bazooka for an arm. Yeah. And he'd be or, under a rookie contract. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, or supposedly. Um, don't so. tell me Will Levis. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about anyone. I don't. I haven't watched yeah. enough film. I don't watch college football, and I have to like actually watch film and stuff on these guys to actually know if they're good or not. And I still don't know if they're good or not. Um, so I got no opinion. Google on Will anybody. Levis bananas and get back to me. I know that the Alabama quarterback is pretty small. Um, yes. That's that's all I really know about this, this year's quarterbacks class, and and Will Levis eats uh, uh like bananas with with the peels, brown bananas. Yes. That's all I know about him. Yeah. So uh, you know, I guess does that fit in in Minnesota? I, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> Mayo coffee's not a thing up here. No. <laughs> didn't 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 know if that was a thing. So yeah, you really do think they're going to extend him? I don't know. I think I think I mean one year extension. That, that's he's how he 30, rolls. Thirty five. He's he's gonna go in there and he goes. Well, you know, I led you to a thirteen win season and uh, no, Justin Jefferson did. Okay, like yes, <laughs> that's what that's what. That's the thing. You like. have to pay both. You have to yeah, pay you, both if you do that. Well, so. you pay Jefferson this year, and his cap hit won't affect your cap until twenty twenty four. Because if you're smart about it, and they have you know Brzezinski, who's the cap wizard. Um, any surprise departures this offseason? I, I mentioned Zedaria Smith. I feel like that that might be a surprise. But is there anyone else you could see? Maybe like they're like, eh, let's see you later. Would Harrison Smith uh, be a surprise departure? Yeah, I could see Harrison Smith might be it because, I, like I said, like they just don't use him like Harrison Smith, and he's got like a twenty million dollar you know cap hit. So if you're not going to use him in the box and blitzing and all that stuff, what's the point? Yeah, can maybe, you imagine him on like the Chiefs? He'd be Give him two years or something. Try and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. He could do that. Yep. I could see that happening. <sighs> yeah. Um, surprise. Yeah, I, I mentioned Zedarius Smith. I think Daniel Hunter. Like, like I said before, I don't think anyone's safe on this defense. They were the worst defense in the league. Why should anyone be safe? Like, it doesn't right. matter if you're one of the best pass rushers or your your grade on PFF is great. You couldn't stop anyone. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think any anyone's up for grabs as far as being gone this offseason. And uh, what needs to be the Vikings' top priority this offseason? Uh, signing Justin Jefferson. I, I think that needs to be it because yeah. – And he already said if they want me here, if they want me here, I'll sign here. So, I mean, uh, it shouldn't be they, too They do hard, want you. They do want yes. you. I yeah, I, if they do not, sources, I have serious questions. Sources um, say. Yes, Vikings interested in long-term extension. Yeah. No – Signing Dustin Jefferson, I think that's number one uh, with a bullet. And the other priority is fix this cap situation. Like I've I've mentioned this analogy a couple of times before where it's like, you know, Mickey Mouse and Fantasia, right? You got Rob Brzezinski and he's like, you know, Mickey Mouse is playing with the water and it's like going back and forth. Well, eventually the waves get too high and he drowns and he wakes up and his boss is pissed off and ready to fire him. Like that's basically what's happening right now. They need to get their cap situation right. It might mean that they have a six-win season next year, which is yeah. not not out of the realm of possibilities. And guess but, what? They'll, they'll have the same amount of, of playoff wins that they had this year. Yes. So, but they'll have a better draft pick, they'll have more cap space, and their future should be brighter. I do think that Kevin O'Connell should make people feel optimistic about their future. I think he's a good coach, and they got that right. Um, and hopefully he's able to continue his success. I'm curious to see Kwesi's second draft. 
see any uh, corrections he might make uh, compared to last year. I'm curious to see like how his first draft class comes back and performs. Lewis Seen, is he going to have a role next year? Andrew mm-hmm. Booth, is Ed Ingram going to make you know steps in the right direction? Is Caleb Evans going to come back and be better? Like, There's still some some optimistic things to be excited about for that. That defense. Lastly, did you see Cameron Bynum got an all pro vote? <laughs> no. Yeah, he did. He for, for the second team, <sighs> but someone voted for him for the all pro team. I, I they might have pressed the wrong button. Yeah. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, <laughs> what? But but Ryan Wright got no vote. So that's that's mm. that's that's a travesty. He's a good rookie, by the way. Ryan Wright. All right. Sean Nixon getting all pro kicker turner is funny to me too. It's like not anybody else, not many in the league, huh? Cause he only did it for half the season. Yeah. And his only touchdown was against the, it was against the Vikings. Um, people were ragging on like Cordell Patterson for being the kicker turner on like the NFL PA all pro team, but yeah. he had a touchdown on like eight returns. So yes, <laughs> it's, it's a dead art. It is. Canadian Wong who tried to return a kick yesterday with no shoe on. So yeah, that's what it is. All right, let's get out of here. Let's go watch that uh Bucks and Cowboys Monday night playoff game. Winner gets to be creamed by the Niners next week. So exciting. Yeah, um yeah. till next time. Well well, first off, um subscribe to the channel here on YouTube if you're watching, like the video, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of the podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeart, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.